For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the USC Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? I'm Nara Wang, and joining me is the former USC linebacker, Scott Felix. We both believe in USC. Scott, where can the other USC believers find our show every week? If you believe in our show and our podcast and would like to listen to us on other networks, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Our Twitter, Nara, is at Nara Wang Sports and myself at Scott Star Felix with two R's and two T's, baby. All right, with a disappointing win over Fresno State to start the season, USC had a lot to prove versus Stanford, and after an uninspiring start, to say the least, the Trojans came back from a 17-3 deficit to win 45-20 behind a tremendous performance by true freshman quarterback Keaton Slovis. He completed 85% of his passes for 377 yards and three TDs. A week ago, guys, fans were clamoring for Jack Sears to come back, and now Slovis is being hailed as a savior. He's drawing comparisons to Sam Darnold is everyone just getting too excited over just one game Scott and let's also bring in our special guest because he was right we're gonna give him some props later on in the prediction segment Cyrus Hobby the only one of the three of us to pick USC last week is back as well so guys talk to me I mean Slovis look great don't get me wrong but are we getting a little too ahead of ourselves after one game I think that we are, personally. But before I get into all that, I want to introduce my guy Cyrus Hobby hey, in here. The up, only man? guy, as Nara said, who was right with all of his predictions. There we go. But yes, I mean, Cyrus contacted me as soon as the game was over. He's like, listen, I need to come back on the show. <laughs> He's like, I need to rub it in. You know, so I think he deserves right. Yes, 100%. I think that he's got to come on here and he's got to he's got to flex his guns a little bit. But as far as getting ahead of ourselves, Nara, I believe yes, we are a little bit. But I'm on the train, baby. I am on the train. Cyrus, what about you? Appreciate you guys welcoming me back. Feels good to be back, and uh, I don't want to flex too much on it, but you know how SC does, man. We always get way too excited. But being underdogs always helps, and they played about exactly as well as they could have. I mean, they came out really bad, but they adjusted well. I mean, Slovis looked, he looked comfy. And I don't know, like, I just never had doubt. When he was throwing the ball and even running the ball, he got out of pressure. Like, he looked good. That was the thing that surprised me. For a guy's first start, he looked really comfortable when the pocket kind of collapsed a little bit. He's, again, he's not the most athletic guy, but he looked nifty. He ran when he had to. He made the right decisions. And I think that's why everyone's so excited. He looked really Really good. But it's one game. 
We want to see him do more than just one game, I think. If you're a reasonable person, let's not call him Sam Darnold after one game. You know, with the recent uh, last two years of our program, that's the only good thing that we have <laughs> to cling on. Gaden <laughs> Slovis, thank you. I appreciate the enthusiasm because at the same time, it's not a coincidence of what people are talking about because this kid is special. You see the mechanics, you see leadership, you see the confidence, like you said, stepping up in the pocket. And the biggest thing that I was impressed with other than his just natural talent is that his comfortability as a leader at such a young age to lead a team like that with that much pressure, that was something that really, really stood out to me watching that game. I think if he if he doesn't like the whole team, if he doesn't buy into the hype, I think he's going to be fine. I mean, they were getting their butt kicked in the beginning. And the fact that they kept their poise, I'm talking about him and the whole team in general, kept their poise, kept going after it, stayed to the script, and guys made plays. Let's talk about that rough start because, <laughs> okay, USC gets the ball first, drive down, good first drive, couple of big plays on it, but had to settle for a field goal. Not a bad start, but then Stanford gets the ball and it looks like their line is going to manhandle USC for the whole game. And so they go down, they get themselves a touchdown. SC comes back, doesn't really get to do anything, punts the ball away. Stanford gets the ball back, another touchdown. I'm like, oh geez, this is going to be another one of those Stanford beating up USC type of games. So they go up 14 to 3, and it's like, all right, well, we're gonna get the ball back, right? No, sir, because of friendly fire on the kickoff. Velas Jones returns, runs into Stephen Carr, loses it, and we hold him to a field goal. But now it's 17 3. We're down 14 early in the second quarter, and I, again, I'm just thinking to myself, how bad is this gonna get now? Yeah. It was at that point that I ordered another beer at the bar when I was watching it. I was like, ah, this man, this is going to be a long one. One more, Jim. But, you know, it's something that I pointed out last week in the podcast, which I was proud to see at the end of the game, obviously, because we won in the way that we did, was that I, I said last week I wanted to see how USC would respond when Stanford punched him in the face. And you know what? We got we didn't only get punched in the face. We got dropped in the first yeah. round. We got dropped. <laughs> it was looking rough for our fighter. We were, like, yeah, we were like, no. Get, we had the towel ready as fans. We're like, oh, the white towel's coming in. But then 17-3. At that point, we start to come back and it's 42-3 run. And that is what I really, really wanted to see from this team was how do we look when we get punched in the mouth? Not only that, but dropped. And then we come back with a 42-3 to run, which was just one of the most impressive performances that we've had in the last two years. An astounding run. You could not have asked for a better response, like you said, to falling behind early. And it really got started when we got down 17-3, the next drive, good mix of run and pass, and then we take the shot, and he throws, Slovis that is, throws a beauty to Amon Ra, St. Brown, mm-hmm. in the end zone, just drops it in perfectly. It's and the thing is... I, he, he saw the pocket was collapsing, so he couldn't step into it. So he made sure to put more air under it, and it just drops in perfectly. I think that's what you were talking about, Cyrus, in terms of that poise and getting the ball out. That freaking pass was beautiful. I mean, he dropped that thing in between. I, I don't know. I was so fired up to see that. I thought it, personally, I thought it started before that when they got the fumble and Elijah Griffin got tried twice in the end zone with a tight end. Kobe Parkinson. I thought Elijah Griffin had one of the best games. I, I don't know if it's underrated yeah, or no, not, but he freaking set the tempo. Yeah. And for a USC cornerback to do that, I haven't seen that in a long time. I thought that started with holding him to a field goal, and then the momentum started to build when you see a freshman quarterback step in, th- into that throw and threaten the needle. 
dominant yeah, as he was. And uh, one more thing was I felt like it was the roles almost seemed reversed. We usually start off pretty good and then fall away. It was like we start off really bad and adjusted pretty well. Yeah, I believe I sent you a text that, hey, maybe we just have to fall behind by 14 instead of take a 14-point lead. Yeah, no. I mean, honestly, it serves us better, to be quite honest, with recent years. 100%. (laughs) Underdogs, baby. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Cyrus called it. And adjustments, I mean, they made adjustments really well. The defense, I mean, you get a, you get a fumble, your special teams gets a fumble, and they could punch it in easily right there, and they they stayed tough. Like you said, the D line was getting their butt kicked for the whole first part. They stood tough. The O line started looking nasty and mean. They were mm-hmm. throwing guys. I saw getting really aggressive and nasty, like a classic Stanford game. Yep. I was really happy with the trenches both ways. It was awesome. Yeah. So with that being said, all right. What is Coach Helton's hot seat right now with the chili? Ooh, meter? I oh. need to hear it. What I need the chili. To What's the spice? Let's let's update the Helton's hot seat scale Twitter poll that came out of the four peppers that are listed on the scale. The hottest, Carolina Reaper, 2.2 million Scoville heat units, which is how you measure the chili peppers. That is the spiciest pepper out there. It's caliente. Then there's the ghost pepper, a little over a million SHU. And then the habanero, 350,000. And cayenne, 50,000, the lowest on the scale. Because we know he's on a hot seat, so it can't just be nothing. It has to be something. But there's the four that we have on on the poll. In the first week... Half the people voted for the Carolina Reaper. Oh, it was oh, yeah. muy caliente, as you put it muy, in Espanol. We get a big win, things change. So he's still not the greatest position. The leader is now the ghost pepper. 44% of the Ooh, vote went ghost pepper. But the Carolina Reaper is now the lowest at 11%. Habanero and Cayenne tied at 22%. So the Helton hot seat scale has dropped a notch after one wow. week. So it's still a hot seat. Wow. But it dropped a notch after a big win, which, again, I think you have to expect that, right, guys? Yeah. It's going to drop a little bit lower with each big win. I have a personal spice level that is not on this oh, list. Gosh, I'm going to have to go to my guy Frank, the chef at Tire Biter Brewery. He gave me some wings the other week that had me sweating and just damn near crying out of my eyes when I was eating these wings. So, you know, I'm going to give Coach Helton that little bit of heat right there you know it's not too much but you know i was able to man up and get through it you know i was able to i was able to hold my composure and say i wasn't i wasn't dying when i really was inside and i had about three gallons of water afterwards but i think the coach helton it's a little bit lighter than what it was he has the comfort of having the next sam darnold on his, co- uh, his hey easy you know? turbo it's easy, easy. Oh, oh, easy. slow down <laughs> buddy slow, slow down <laughs> You know, but I think that Coach Helton, I think that when players buy into his scheme and when they buy into their enthusiasm as a unit, we see how talented we really are. And let me give him credit. Going for the fourth down late in this game was the correct decision. Unlike mm-hmm. the decision last week mm-hmm. that we killed him on for going for fourth down, that was the terrible decision against Fresno State. The decision here, when you're at basically their 30, that was a great decision. So I'm going to give Helton credit for that fourth down decision this week. That was the right thing to do. There were still some negatives that we have to point out that are some of the things that we've brought up before and kind of the stuff that got Coach Helton on the hot seat in terms of penalties. We had... 
a bunch of penalties, eight penalties, 93 yards. And this time they were the big penalties. There were four 15-yard penalties in that group, two mm-hmm. pass interference penalties. And, yes, some of them were late after we already had the big lead. But it's still that's not what you want to see. You want to get those cleaned up. And if we hadn't had those, it was basically an almost perfect game other than the also special teams issues. Gave up a lot of return yardage to Stanford. And, of course, the fumble happened on special teams. So that's still kind of a little bit of a bugaboo. What do you guys think about those two issues? It's not really too important to me, if I'm being honest. You know, I think that with a big game like that with Stanford, we have a huge rival. The second game of the season, our team is extremely young. Those things are going to happen. And I think that it was better than last game with Fresno. So there is technically an improvement. And I'm excited to see how they carry that into BYU because it is the first road game. And, you know, that's going to be a little bit of a different scenario with these kids out there. But nonetheless, statistically, it's an improvement. And I'm happy with that. I'd say it's similar cases last week of guys just trying to do too much. The big ones were early. I mean, you're early in the game. You're all excited. It's Stanford. You want to set the tempo and you get flags and I think they did that in Fresno too it's just when guys try to do their own thing and I mean even the fumble it was like some weird little dive he did and he ran into his own guy like it just looked like guys were trying to do too much and I think when they bought into their unit bought into their scheme we were moving man we were looking good so hopefully in an away game they can kind of clean those up so after a big win probably the biggest win since beating Stanford two seasons ago you're thinking everything is rosy. People are going crazy for our new freshman quarterback. But it wouldn't be USC without other stuff happening. And so during the oh, week, yeah. first on Monday, athletic director Lynn Swan resigns from his position. There's now going to be a nationwide search on to find a new athletic director for USC. And then Wednesday, wide receiver Devin Williams, who did not play against Fresno State and only got one catch against Stanford. He decides to enter the transfer protocol. So, first of all, let's talk about Lin Swan. Let me um, hear what you guys say about that, Cyrus. Come on, well, man. Bring say, that juice. What did it say? He resigned. I put that in air quotes. I guess I don't really know, but there's a part of me that feels like he was probably pushed out. It's funny because there, wasn't there a picture with him and the president on Saturday, too? And they're all smiling like, hey, fight on. All right, get your booty out of here. <laughs> Um, Get your butt cheeks It's hard to tell what is... It seems like she's probably coming in trying to make a lot of changes. I don't know if people were too high on Lin Swan, really, from the beginning. I mean, his resume and credentials are amazing, but as far as AD, I don't know if anybody was really... I think people are happier to see Lin Swan gone than Clay Helton, honestly. I think the USC fan base was tired of what was going on. And again, Lin Swan is a legend. Legendary USC player, legendary NFL Hall of Famer, but... He had no experience as an athletic director, came in. There were a lot of things that you could say did not go well, starting with, again, why Clay Helton's on the hot seat partly is because he gave him an extension on his contract that wasn't necessary. And I think USC fans found that almost maybe happier news than even beating Stanford in some (laughs) ways, which, again, is kind of crazy, but that's USC fans for you. And you're right. I'm pretty sure the writing was on the wall and he was given a choice. You can either resign and save face or be fired. And he took the right way out. He resigned. It's just the timing of it is kind of odd. Very awkward. Well, it's USC timing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we actually got uh, an inside scoop of audio from uh, TMZ's sister company, TMD Sports. (laughs) So... They gave us the actual uh, audio file. We're going to record it right now. Uh, actually, play it. <laughs> hey, uh, is this Lynn Swan? This is the uh, higher-ups of USC. Yeah, you know, it'd be great. 
great. Absolutely great. If you could resign yeah. by 3 p.m., no later than 3 p.m. on the dot 301, there might be a little bit of news that you don't like. But 3 p.m., let's see you resign. That's some inside scoop right there, man. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. (laughs) That is some good stuff, man. I'll tell you what. How do we get this information? (laughs) That is is some deep underground stuff. Only on Believe Sports. (laughs) That's, you know, that's that's what we do. But all jokes aside, Lynn Swan, I think that, you know, like we said, respect the past. Thank you for all that you did as a player. And even for, like, your time as an AD. Technically, he still got us a Rose Bowl. No? Yeah? Is that him? I think that's him. I think that's him. You know? We so, give that to him? Yeah. You know, so like, I appreciate the juice. I appreciate all that he did. But at the same time, though, it's time to move on. It's time to bring in somebody else into our program. And good riddance. <laughs> I just love the resign. There's no way. There's, yeah. always, there's always drama going on. There's always drama. And listen, I like Devin Williams. I thought yeah. he was going to get some more playing time than he has. And again, I can understand not being too happy with what he's gotten so far. But you figure in this air raid offense, there's going to be plenty of passes to be caught. And you're supposed to compete, right? And I don't know if he just is choosing not to compete anymore and wants to find a different situation. In which case, we're going to wish him good luck and hope for the best for him. But I would have liked to see him stick it out because I thought he would have gotten some more time. Yeah, it's hard to... Um know exactly what was going on but I don't know what he was thinking he would break into this I mean these receivers are pretty good pretty established Pittman Vons and I'm on St. Brown so I mean he looked pretty good last game I thought again you don't really know what's going on but guys a lot of times at SC you know you don't feel like you're getting the love that you deserve and that happens at every position level and especially when you're a wide receiver guys that want attention you know you don't feel like you're getting it they think they can do more uh, elsewhere and again there's older guys that are there so I would I would have liked to see him stick it out but do what you gotta do yeah all right if you are enjoying listening to us I'm Nara Wang Scott Felix is here we've got our special guest uh, for the second week in a row Cyrus Hobby the former offensive lineman and tight end at USC mm-hmm. is here please subscribe and rate our show on iTunes you can catch us on iTunes of course Spotify Google Play Stitcher Luminary and tune in. And we are, of course, part of the Believe Podcast Network. So you can find us at Believe, B L E A V dot com, and on social media at Believe Podcast. And personally, I'm at Nara Wang Sports on Twitter, N A R A W E N G Sports. Scott is at Scott Star Felix on Twitter. That's two T's and two R's. And the Instagram for Mr. Cyrus Hobby is C-Y-H-O-B-B-I, Cy Hobby on Instagram. And now let's move on to the next game up on the docket, the first road game of the season for USC. It's going to be this weekend in afternoon start, 1230 local here, 130 Mountain Time in Provo, Utah against the BYU Cougars. The Cougars... Maybe you don't know too much about them, but they lost their opener in the rivalry game against Utah. They lost that one 30-12, and then they go on the road to Tennessee. And yes, Tennessee may be the biggest dumpster fire of any Power 5 program in the country based on what they've done the first two games. But they win a double overtime game on the road against the Tennessee Volunteers. So they're going to come back home with a little bit of momentum and... They're going to be pumped up to face USC. We always know the Trojans get everyone's Everyone's. best effort. Mm -hmm. So I think if everyone who's a Trojan fan is thrilled over the moon with Keaton Slovis, now he's the next Sam Darnold, and they think we're going to stroll into Provo, Utah, and just walk all over the Cougars, I would say let's dial that back a bit. This team could give us some issues. 
You know, Nara, I would like to say that uh, UCLA might challenge them as the biggest dumpster fire in the country right now. So. <laughs> good point. Good yeah. point. He said power five, though. Chest. He did say power five. Yeah, I, I would have to. Get, I just have to say that. Just, just, I had to get it on my chest. Sorry. <laughs> Bruins. Yeah. Stank. They're they're among the contenders for sure. Oh, they look Losers. so bad. I love it. Yeah, so it's pretty. Nice. It's I honestly might take more joy in seeing UCLA lose than us winning. To be quite honest, <laughs> especially to San Diego State. Oh, oh come on. No, BYU. I think that like any team, they're gonna bring the juice against USC. Oh, I can't remember the last time that we played BYU. I think it was the Lindell era. Yeah. It was the Leinert Bush oh, uh, Lendale wow. White era. We yeah. uh, played them two straight years, 03 and 04. And that's actually the last game we played against them was uh, in 04 at mm-hmm. BYU, a big 42 to 10 victory. So Ooh. those are the only two times we played them. And it's been a while. Numbers I like to hear, baby. I think that, like with any team that is having us go there, which is not used to, you know, having a USC come to their stadium, they're going to be fired up. Super Bowl Sunday for them, Saturday technically, I guess. But. You know, they're going to be in there. They're going to be juiced up. They're going to be ready to rock and roll. And if we don't bring our A game, if we're coming in here like, man, we just beat Stanford. We're feeling good. We got Utah next week. We're taking the L. No doubt. No doubt about it. Those people are going to be ready to, uh, ready to play. Those fans, I'll tell you what, I've only played against Utah in my day. But those fans got the juice, yeah, if I can say around. something. They don't mess around. Yeah, they, that's that is honestly like if you would think about it, that's all that they have in that state. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> don't, don't expect just like friendly Mormons who come knocking at the door to no, sell no, you know no. you on the Latter Day Saints. No, 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 they will get on you. No, it's the Mormons with the tattoos and the beer <laughs> bottles, man. They're ready to get after you, man. All respect to Mormons. I love them. <laughs> all, all respect. Um, I'll say that I think the stars kind of align a little bit. I think we are getting a little hyped. And if we were playing BYU at home, I honestly would be more worried. But if maybe you can talk about this too. I think SC does pretty good when we go away. Like, I yeah. think our guys get hyped up, especially because it's the first away game. Yeah. I think they won't let the hype get to their head just because of that. I think they'll. I think we kind of feed off of intense environments. And like you both said... BYU is going to be jacked up. Their fans are going to be jacked up. And I think with young guys like we got, it might, if they don't get ahead of themselves with the penalties and all that stuff, I think it might honestly bring them to yeah. play their A game. I mean, quite honestly, man, when you're any player, doesn't matter if you're a senior or a freshman, you walk into another stadium and you have these fans screaming at you. Everybody, like in the like the journalists, the the announcers, like, oh my god, get this away team, handle this pressure. It's like, you know what? We like that stuff. 100%. I love 100%, that, yeah. dude. When I have a fan talking crap to me, there's literally videos of myself screaming at fans full throttle. Probably why my career didn't pan out. <laughs> but you know, you know, that's that's kind of the juice that like we like to see, man. I would rather have a fan screaming and cursing at me, for supporting their home team, than sitting there telling me good job because I wouldn't really know what to do at that point. But, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's going to be a really good test for us. I like the fact that we're playing BYU, a team that we don't really know much about, a team that we haven't played in over a decade. And, you know, we're going to see a lot of things uh, coming this Saturday. Yeah, let's, uh, let's let you know about a couple of the key guys on BYU to look for. Their quarterback, Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. he set the BYU freshman record last year in his efficiency rating as a quarterback, 157.2. So he's coming back in his second year as the starting QB for the Cougars. And their running back is a grad transfer from South Carolina, Tyson Williams. So he's the guy who's going to be trying to churn out the yards on the ground on defense. The guy to look for, linebacker Isaiah Kaufusi. He's kind of like our linebackers, you know, that Polynesian blood running all over the place, hitting people. Hard to pronounce names. Hard to pronounce (laughs) names. Yeah, exactly. So 
those are a couple of the guys that you should be uh, aware of as an SC fan with BYU Kalani Sataki's squad. Again, Sataki, the head coach, was a BYU player as well, and they have a lot of that Polynesian blood on that team. They like to recruit that. We like that at USC. So you figure you got a lot of guys who their families know each emotional, other. Emotional their families game, know yeah. each other oh, and they're yeah. going to be pumped up to play. So yeah, let's not overlook BYU. Cyrus, could you please tell that story about John Martinez playing his cousin at, uh, <laughs> at Utah, please? John Mar- uh, let's, let's hear this. John let's Martinez, our right guard, he, uh, I think it was their linebacker for Utah 2011. John got like three personal fouls against his own cousin because he absolutely destroyed this guy. <laughs> like I'm talking during the play, after the play. I, I, I thought, you know, friendly competition. No, he did not like his like. I mean, I don't know how they are off the field, but like he was throwing some dirty hits. He yeah, was man. punching him in the. F- I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah I remember you were like, yo, did that guy like bang your girlfriend or something like that? You're like, no, my cousin. No, it's my cousin. <laughs> oh, like, oh man, God, dude, what would you do to your enemies? Again, you have to be able to rein that in. You're playing against, you know, people you might know. You have to be able to focus, and that's when guys try to do too much. I mean, I think it'll help the emotional stuff, but hopefully yeah. they can not get too carried away. All right, guys, give me one key, each of you, one key for USC to get the win. Go ahead, Cyrus. Take it away. I think what I've just been saying is not trying to do too much, which they might, again, first away game, guys are going to be all fired up. They, they think they're on top of the world now because of the great win with SC. Guys are going to try to be individuals. It's like, just do your job. And Stanford might have been a good test for them because – BYU's got some hogs up front, O-line and D-line. Stanford's got some hogs. I think if they don't try to do too much and stick to what their game plan is, I think they'll kick their butt. Yeah. Well, I think that the key as far as our vantage point with USC, establishing the run. I think that BYU has let over 200 yards per game this season. So that's another thing that we need is for Slovis. You know, it's a way game. We need him to feel comfortable knowing that there's a running back that he can go and uh, take care of all of that. Also with the defense, I think that uh, if they keep it under 100 yards as they did against Stanford last game, I think that that's another big thing because as, as a defense, you want to make an offense one-dimensional. And if we can do that, which we did with Stanford, we only let up 98 yards last week, 44 of which came on one run. So, you know, I like our odds with what I've seen with BYU. So I think that the key is in our defense going against BYU's offense. And that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty high qualified statement. <laughs> our defense has to outplay their offense and we will win this game. In one team if, we'll win. If we score more than them, we will win this game. I promise you right now. And that's a fact. Those are facts. <laughs> facts. Those are facts. You're right here. Hashtag facts. All right. I know you guys are having fun so far listening to us and again you can find us wherever you can get your podcasts. Rate us on iTunes, find us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, and of course the website for Believe, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media at Believe Podcasts. On Twitter, I'm Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Scott is at Scott Star Felix, two T's, two R's, and our special guest, Cyrus Hobby, is on Instagram at CyHobby, C-Y-H-O-B-B-I. And now it's time for the Super Fun Predictions segment. Super Fun Segment. Thank you, sir. All right, let's go over what we picked last week. Our players that we believed in, I chose Christian Rector. Scott chose Stephen Carr. Ooh. 
Christian Rector had one tackle for loss. Not much stat-wise other than that. Stephen Carr only had seven touches, six runs for 35 yards and the big TD and then a catch for three yards. So neither of our picks really stood out, but you know what? I'm going to give you that win. I beg to differ that with that statement, my man. Because <laughs> if we're playing fantasy football, I got a little bit more points than you do. Oh, come you on. Defense, you can't, you can't compare defense uh, to offense. Hey, hey, hey. I, I don't make the rules. I just play them. I'm not involved. I'm just a guest. <laughs> but I'll give you that one. I'll give you that win on that one. So you've actually won both of the players that we believed in so far. Even though, again, the first week it took seven people, essentially, against hey. one. Simple and effect. <laughs> strategies, and, baby. And the second one, you just had a guy who did slightly better stat-wise. Although, I think you would have to say that Christian Rector and the whole defensive line did pretty well, even if he didn't get a lot of the stats. Now, here is where I think that, you know, you're, you're missing this little nugget right here. If you would have picked the front seven for this week, I think that you would have won, my man. I think you would have won. But see, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Not but I, let me tell you who I'm picking. The player I believe in for this week, it's going to be Vavai Malapay. I think he's going over 100. I think he's probably good for two touches. And I would say that Vavai Malapai is the player I believe in against BYU. How about you, Scott? That's hot. I like that. It's a good pick right there. I think for myself, I'm... Oh, man. I'm attached to the trenches, man. Oh I don't want to I don't want to pick the starting O-line, but I kind of do. But you know what? I went with Stephen Carr last week. I think who I'm going to go with this week... Let's switch it up a little bit. I'm going to go with Tyler Bonds. I think that he's going to have a huge game. I think that we're going to run the run the ball very effectively, and I think that that's going to open up a lot of touchdowns for this guy. You know. All right. So <laughs> the players we believe in, I'm going with running back Vavai Malapai. Scott is going with wide receiver Tyler Vaughn. So both of us going offense this week. Now let's make our score prediction. And first, let's give props where props are due. <laughs> Cyrus Hobby, special guest last week. He said 28-26 USC. He was the only one of us to pick USC. Scott and I both went with Stanford. Even though USC was a three-point favorite at the end, well, we won by 25. Cyrus, you're the only one to pick the USC. You got it right, so I'm going to let you pick first this week. What's the score for USC BYU? Disclaimer, USC fans only pick to motivate our players. (laughs) Oh, my God. Shut up. Get out of here. You did not believe for a second. Damn it. All right, I'm going to go, oh, let's see, that quarterback for BYU is pretty good. I think it might be another high-scoring game. I'm going to, I think we're going to end up edging it out. I'm going to go with 36-30 USC. Close one. 36-30 USC. USC is, by the way, just for entertainment purposes, a four-point favorite on the road. Oh, they're really tight. That's tight. Dang, that doesn't sound as cool, then. That's tight. All right, Scott. I think that I'm going to go with USC 31, and I'll go with BYU 17. Dang. All right. We're coming in hot. And my prediction for the score, because I've been so good at it so far, (laughs) although I did win week one, you gave me the win on week one for the score prediction. So I am going with 34-28. So I'm also going with the six-point margin like you, Cyrus. I just think it's going to be a little bit less. So to recap, Cyrus who is 1-0 with his picks on the year, goes 36-30 USC. Scott's going 31-17, so he's got the biggest margin, so that could help him in this 
score prediction world here, 31-17 SC, and I'm going 34-28 USC. So we all are picking our Trojans this week. We're all picking them to cover the four-point spread. And again, the weekly disclaimer that if you use our picks for your bets, we are not responsible. You are doing that on your own time and your own money. Do not blame us. Scott will take all the credit in the world, though, if you uh, listen to him. Yes. If I I go and bet off of your thing and I make money, then... Or if I lose, I mean, technically, it's your fault, right? No, it is not my fault. That's why I just gave you that disclaimer. That's why I just gave you the disclaimer. Just clearing it up. Okay. All right. So no no listeners get no ideas. Yeah. No ideas out there. But But an idea that I will bring up... Have we done any work on this bet that we spoke about last week? The lawyers are still discussing it, right? I, I can't tell you exactly what's going on. Who are these lawyers? The higher-ups. I need, yeah, I need, yeah, I need, I need some, I need some names. I need some images. Who are these lawyers? The man? lawyers are still working on it. You might, yeah, you might have to come up with some are other they ideas. Going, are they going over whether the color of the thong is too bright? I, 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 I don't think it's. I don't think for? it has to do with the color. I think it has to do with the actual material. The hot dogs. You're talking. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. What so if you sell dog. cheeseburgers? What if that's good? Is that good? I think it just might be a food licensing issue <laughs> that we're true. dealing with. I think that's a health and I think it's a health issue. issue. And, I mean, we know the bureaucracy downtown at City Hall. I mean, come on. Well, I'll Let's tell you what. If there's one thing I know about Believe Podcast, we ain't soft. <laughs> you know, we're going to be out there. If we need to sell hot dogs and a golden thong, we're doing you it. You don't want that grill sizzling around you. That's, thong, that's I'll, tell you that <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Cyrus is speaking from experience here. <laughs> <I've been there. laughs> All right. And now, of course, we got our... Prop bet segment of the predictions. It's Scotty's sure thing and Nara's no doubter, where we pick one thing that is for sure going to happen. Doesn't have to do with a player or a <laughs> score. It's just a prop, interesting <laughs> bet that we're going to go with. Oh lord! You ready, Scott? What's your Scotty sure thing? I mean, I'm looking at the evidence of these these Scotty sure thing and these Nara no doubters. Oh yeah, I mean, let's let's recap. We're that. pretty let's, we're pretty much zero percent. <laughs> last week's last week's. Uh, Last week's uh, no winner again. I picked three turnovers by USC. There was only one, the Vilas Jones fumble. You said that our freshman quarterback would fumble at least once. He did not fumble at all. <laughs> don't, don't kill me, USC fans. Don't so, kill me. so that was last week, oh. but now this week, Scotty sure thing. Let me hear you. What is going to happen for sure? I'm going with a bold strategy. I think that we received the kickoff in the opening part of the game. I'm taking a 50-50 chance right now because at this point, if people we talk about people betting on us, if people were betting on these, no, they would be losing money at this point. But that's, what it, that's the whole point of this prop bet. It's supposed to be a crazy bet. Sure thing and no doubter as far as I can see. Those are the exact <laughs> not, opposite. Not sure. Of- <laughs> Definitely no doubt. <laughs> A lot of doubt and not sure things. <laughs> yeah, you so, said return a kick? So I say USC receives the kickoff. So Returns a kick. Well, <laughs> no, you're, so you're just saying that USC is going to receive the opening kickoff. Hey, let's spice it up. I say that we take the ball and we run it back. I don't know what yard line, but... Oh, my God. Okay, so you're the Scotty... Let me just be clear here. The Scotty sure thing this week is that USC will receive the opening kickoff and our return man, regardless of who it might be, is going to actually return it and not kneel it or take a touchback. Hey, man. That is the sure thing. That's about as specific as it gets. Corniest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Hey, all I got to say is that when you've bet on a bunch of things in Vegas and you've lost every single time, you need to go for that easy bet. You need to get some money back, man. At this point, I'm in debt. I I need to get a W. I can't wait for us to kick off. I need... (laughs) 
All right. That, I, I think that's a weak strategy. Oh, I, agree. I agree, Nora. I agree. Uh, but if that's your sure thing, then that's your sure thing. Hey, man. My it. sure thing, on the other hand, right, is it. actually something that might take some work to do and not be reliant on a coin flip. How dare you? I believe that Nara's no-doubter of the week is that USC will rush for over 200 yards. Ooh, Ooh yeah, I like that. Over That's a good one. Over 200 yards rushing by the USC offense. And that includes the sacks that might happen that are negative yardage. I don't know why it's negative yardage in college, but it is. But I say that the final totals rushing over 200 yards for USC. Nara's no doubter. You think it's a combination of BYU's defense, or you think it's because we've been running the ball freaking? I think it's a combination. I think, like you brought up, BYU has looked soft against the run so far, and we've looked pretty good against it. Now, again, with the Slovis hoopla, maybe we're going to throw it 50 times, and I'm going to be so wrong because we're going to throw the ball 50 times. That could easily happen. I mean, we've seen that happen in the past where USC just throws the ball too much instead of just handing the ball off. Yeah. But I believe we're actually going to establish Vi. That's why I picked him as my player I believe mm-hmm. in. I think Stephen Carr is going to get plenty of carries. And guess what? In the garbage time last drive, Marquis Step looked great yeah. running the ball as well. So if he gets mixed in, who knows? I just think that we're going to be able to run the ball. And I think we might have to because I think BYU is going to keep it tough on us. I think we all, you know, other yeah. than Scott, I mean, me and Cyrus both picked it fairly close margin i think it's gonna be a tougher game than people expect and we're gonna have to grind out some runs to use up some clock so that's what i'm going with over 200 yards for usc i like yours more than scott's well it's a bold statement but all i do know is that if that is not true i will be waiting in your apartment with the lights off with a bottle of tequila swishing in the bottle waiting for you to get home and as soon as you turn open that door i will turn on that lamplight and say i've been waiting for you so. This sounds like something else. That's uh, that's. Different... I mean, that's even scarier than uh, I thought that uh, I would expect off of a, a bet. If you guys want to know how people get chemistry on podcasts, that's lesson number this, one. This is what we do here. <laughs> this is our right. belief. I'm just a guest. I don't know. I don't know. You know about it. So to recap our predictions, players we believe in. I'm going Vavai Malapai. Scott's going Tyler Vaughn's. We're all picking USC to win and cover the spread, including Cyrus, who is our defending champion in that score, picking as well. And then the Scotty sure thing is USC is going to receive the opening kickoff and return it. And Nara's no doubter is going to be that USC rushes for over 200 yards. An actual real <laughs> prediction that's based on actual game play. But the, the sad thing is, is that I'm just I'm I'm testing the universe to see if it's against me. <laughs> <laughs> and we shall find out next week. But again, another great show. Thank you guys for Scott Felix and our special guest Cyrus Hobby. I'm Nara Wang. Thank you for joining us for episode three of the USC Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in Los Angeles and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Fight on and stay sexy. So, yes, yeah, Friday's next year. Uh, yeah, well, get ahead already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking ahead. Oh, man. Thankfully, I ain't playing because I'd take it out of myself. <laughs> oh, damn. Am I signing off too? Or is, it just, <laughs> is it just you guys? No, I think it's only us. Okay, gotcha. Post only, bro. Get off. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.